0: No, I think women's is just fine. Thank you, ladies, for coming down here and and uh, doing this. Yeah, that's a super delicious stout. It is a super delicious stout, but we we're kind of ahead of ourselves. You know that, right? Yeah, that's okay. Welcome everybody to beer, bourbon, and balderdash. Balderdash. That's right. We are recording, little Dana Joe. We are recording.
1: I did another bad balderdash. I think I got performance anxiety. Oh, when I'm watching. I don't know. I don't. Mean, I don't, I don't know
0: what that is at all. Uh, you want to start it all over sometime,
1: again no nope 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 we're in it to win it you're in it to win sometimes it. sometimes you just got to give it an extra tug and away you go uh okay yeah it's light it's an irish stout four percent we should have both of them
0: yeah did you bring another one yeah oh. upstairs but well, we'll have it later
1: you'll have you later yeah i know i was talking to my wife shut up
0: oh now i'm <laughs> jealous <laughs>
1: why would you be jealous huh you can have me, just not in that, not in the
0: biblical sense. <laughs> Why
2: can't
0: I be you should be, you should be jealous. Well, well, since you guys are down here, and this is beer, bourbon, and balderdash, we're uh, jumping right in. Yeah, we're gonna jump right in. We're we're gonna taste, and we'll taste with you guys as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, would you bring us today, Johnny? Yeah. So
1: there's a bit of a story behind this. So I'll yep. keep it short. Okay. Helen and I's first anniversary fifteen year anniversary was uh, in January. And I was away, but I managed to surprise her with some beers. And our first date was at a place called Murphy's Irish Pub. Oh, okay. Uh, and our first beer that we both ordered independently, but we ordered the same beer, was Newcastle. Well, it turns out Newcastle is not available in the United States right now for some reason. Oh. So we couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, that's a little Uh hard. And so the backup beer I got her was that Moose drill that we yep. had the other night. Yep. And then this- You mean I just, last week. Last week. <laughs> and then this one- <laughs> Was because it's Murphy's, and I thought that'd be fun. Yeah, homage to the Irish pub where we, where the magic started, where the magic happened. We had quiz night that night. Oh, did you? I answered almost nothing. <laughs> Helen did very well. <laughs> I still remember. Were you guys a, on
0: the same team though? Yeah, we were on the same oh, team. Okay, so she she carried your ass. She totally did. Round two,
1: <laughs> she answered seventeen of the twenty questions right. Yeah. I answered one. Yeah, and it was what were the faces on Mount Rushmore, and I think I got lucky. And I did get lucky. Yeah, if you know what I mean.
0: Oh, <laughs> no. I guess so.
1: Yeah, but it was fun. Fun fact about our first date: I invited people that I had just met to come along with us. That's weird. Yeah,
0: why'd you do that for?
1: I don't know, <laughs> but it worked out. Johnny, good times. Yeah, well, Johnny, good times. That day at work, I, yeah, you I had like I stuff. no joy was not <laughs> pleasant. Uh, but I had trained somebody brand new that day at work, and yeah. they were like new to town. Her and her boyfriend. I was like, oh, uh-huh. yeah. I was like, oh, I'm meeting. I'm meeting somebody at Murphy's tonight. quiz night. Uh, why don't you come along? I don't know why I did that. But I did. And Helen didn't seem to mind. Helen's wonderful.
0: You're probably just nervous.
1: I don't know. No. Just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just, it's really, it is entirely that I did not think it through. Yeah. It was, I felt bad that they were new and they didn't know anybody. And I was like, well, just come along. It'll be fun. Yeah. So maybe I just like deep in my heart. They did show up. (laughs) I think maybe just deep inside, I knew Helen was wonderful and that she would also want people to feel included. And so, I mean, that's why we're a match made in heaven. Yeah, deep
0: inside. That's
1: something we like about. Yeah. Yeah. That's Put put it deep inside. Okay. Stuff it. All right. Well, that's fun. So anyway, so we're drinking Murphy's Irish Stout. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which is a delicious... It's it's a lot like Guinness. Mm -hmm. Uh, Guinness is also an Irish Stout and what... um, what sort of defines an Irish stout is they're usually lower alcohol, so five percent or below. And they're dry. So that means that they don't have a lot of residual sugar. They won't be sweet. So they're almost porter like, but they'll be really dark. And they yeah. usually get their color, their dark color from a roasted barley that's not malted. They just roast the shit out of it so it's really dark. So it gives you that kind of like
0: Yeah, the cho- yeah, a chocolate malt is usually a more mm-hmm. roasted malt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, it's delicious. Yeah. Cheers. It's got that great distinct malt smell as a stout usually does. Yeah, and I think this one is also
1: a nitrogen like uh like Guinness is as well.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Doesn't have the mm.
1: doesn't doesn't have the that's a it's patented that the dongle. Yeah. I think that's actually what it's called. The dongle. I think it's called a dongle or something <laughs> like that. It's got a weird name.
0: It's but, got a lighter mouthfeel. Um it's because you expect like a big beer like this to have kind of a heavier mouthfeel. Yeah, when it's this dark, you think it's gonna be yeah. big and but it's, it's got it's got a big flavor though to it, mm-hmm. I think. It does. It's different than Guinness in that way, too. Yeah. It's got more of a uh not necessarily chocolatey. It's almost like a roasted it's coffee, like a coffee kind of yeah. It's like an iced coffee flavor yeah. in, the, yes. in the back. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's yummy though. You mm-hmm. can drink this all day long. So, Helen, thanks for sharing your beer with us. Yeah, thank you, Helen. Uh, if you want to choose, you could grab the other can and we could choose with that. but leave it to you. It's your can. <clears throat> Alright, we'll have it later and I'll just watch Yeah, we'll your, have it later. I'll watch your can go Thank up Thank you stairs. guys
0: for coming down and enjoying a little beer with us. Thank you. Our wives are the best. Yeah, let's give them a big applause. Oh, make sure to shut the door, please. Yes,
1: you got a big applause. Yeah! Our fans love you. Fan. Tim, Tim says hi. That
0: was good. Yeah, Tim.
1: Hi, Tim. Hi, <laughs> hey, Tim. That was good. That was good. Yeah, is, I always like a stout. I do too. Well, I like this stout because compared to a lot of the stouts, like like imperial stouts that are going to be 8% and they're like big and heavy and sometimes sweet. Uh, it's, just, it's too much. You can't drink a lot of it. And I do like those flavors. It's yep. just you need little little amounts. This is like a, you can drink a lot of this.
0: I had one yesterday at Good Society. They had their three-year anniversary. Three anniversary. And uh, so my dad ended up with me. And it also ended up being music bingo, which is something you and I absolutely like, because we used to, we used to uh, record on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. and then we'd hop up there and do the 7 p.m. So while we were already drinking, we would go and, and drink some more. Yeah. The first time we went was really fun. Yeah. We That's, killed it. Yeah. The other times were fun, too. Yeah. Remember, I got a free beer because I got black. I got a blackout, like or I didn't get a blackout. I got nothing. I got oh, a white. Right. You didn't get a single. I didn't get a single one. <laughs> that's right. And the guy was like, "If that's true, I'm gonna buy you a beer." <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, get ready." Yeah. And then it happened,
1: and he was like, "I've never seen this happen." Yep.
0: Yeah. It was the same guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's nice. But they were guy. debuting their um, imperial stout, which was aged in rye whiskey barrels. And it was called Rye Harder 2. Hmm. <laughs> or Rye Hard, Ride Harder, whatever. It's a Die Hard. Oh, it's got to be Rye, Rye Hard. Ride Hard. But Rye, it was like Rye. two. because So they did one was one of their first Imperial Stouts was a mm-hmm. Rye Hard. And this one's called Rye Harder. Mm. Yeah. And it's, That's uh, funny. And it's big. It's a 10.8% Imperial Stout and has great, great flavor. So that one was really good. That's a lot of alcohol. And then I had a 8.6% third times a charm IPA. And then I had an Alki Sunset. Ooh, wow. And so did my dad. And then you don't remember what
1: you had after no, that. No, I <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't come meet you. Mm. That was unfortunate. I really it's wanted okay. to. We're just, I totally forgot
0: you had a... We are doing other helping. people's honeydew
1: stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and the TV mount took a lot longer than anticipated.
0: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>
1: this is what happens when you have friends that know you can do things.
0: Yep. But well, and you're gone for like six weeks, so yeah. it's all saved up for the week you're home. We were also
1: talking about on the way over here, like part of it is that we like helping friends and we get something out of it too. Like you got to be a good friend to have good friends. Yep. And we have really great friends. Yeah. So like like today we were over at Whitney's house um, patching some drywall again mm-hmm. and Helen had holes in the sweatshirt thing that she was wearing and so, and Whitney knows how to sew so she put patches
0: on the on the elbows. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's tradesies. Yep, that's cool. So, right on. all right. Uh, for tonight, our whiskey. So, we're doing mm. the Irish thing. We're keeping with the Irish theme. Uh, we're going to do the gold label Powers. Oh, yeah. Whiskey. Yeah. Uh, this is distilled in Middleton Distillery, which also distills uh, Jameson. Um, it also distills Redbreast. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So. I like that bottle, though. Yeah, I do too. And this isn't the rye. This is their gold label, but their rye is the only 100% Irish rye whiskey Hmm. where they don't use any American rye at all. It's all Irish rye. Did not know that. Yeah. So this one says, uh, this is Powers Family. Powers Gold label is cut from the heart of the distillate. That means more top and tails get thrown away than any other Irish whiskey left to mature in selected American oak casks this is where the spicy bold character takes hold and a complex and honeyed taste is for the taking for the taking. Yeah so um again've I haven't had this before. Um, I have tried it recently, <laughs> but prior to prior to wanting to do these podcasts before this bottle, you haven't had it before.
1: Yes. But clearly you've had some from this bottle. <laughs> just, yes. For clarity.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Well, thanks for waiting for me, Wes. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so just uh, like what we learned in the master class in episode 50, we're, uh, we're going to nose it, mouth mm-hmm. open, and close your eyes and just try to think of any of the memories that come up while you're smelling it. Is there anything
1: specific about Irish whiskies that make them Irish other than they're from Ireland? uh we well, like there their style stylistic characteristics of it that are different
0: than Yeah, I mean they're aged so so unlike bourbon they're aged uh in used American oak casks. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot but a lot of European countries like Scotches are all European or yeah. like uh, American oak cask used. Mm-hmm. Um so that's one most Irish whiskeys are colored. Um but I think I think they're aged for just about as long, two or three years. They're all blended, um, or for the most part, they're blended. They're not uh, like single barrels, or they're obviously not bourbons because they can't be a bourbon by definition. So, um, and I think they, I think they do more um, pot still, if I'm not hmm. mistaken. This one says double flavor from the heart. Oh, that's just because of the distillate. Yep. And there's 42 Irish distilleries active right now. Let me leave that. Yeah, let's go spend a week and we'll see them all. Ugh, wouldn't that be fun? I think we could do it. We a won't week. remember it all. That's <laughs> not. The, that's not the point. It's about the punch card. Yeah, the punch card. Well, I get right away honey. Like a sweet kind of honey smell and fruit. It's pretty good. Mm. I got a little spearmint too, and I don't know why. Yeah, I brushed my teeth hours ago. <laughs> my teeth last week <laughs> didn't even need it didn't even need it <laughs> who needs dentists <laughs> all oh, the things adults will buy into yeah pretty good cheers mm.
2: wow
1: yes I, experiment definitely on the
0: nose um ooh, oh that's really good oh the finish is so nice velvet mm-hmm. along the sides i got green apple I got a green apple on the taste.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's got a, like a slight sweetness, mm-hmm. but it's like a separate, it's separate from the green apple. Mm. The green apple is distinct. You nailed on that. Almost like a Jolly Rancher.
0: Yeah, it does have that. Like, but not like
1: cloyingly sweet.
0: Yeah, and it does have the can the obviously the vanilla biscuity kind of uh mm-hmm. butter cookie. But that little bit
1: of fruit on the mm-hmm. on the front is definitely stands out, especially compared to some of the other ones that we've had that are a
0: little more savory or herbally. Yeah. Well, the black barrel one that we had last week, the Jameson one, was that one was good. It was like Jameson kind of cranked up a notch, is kind of how I liked it. I like this one a lot. This one this one actually also doesn't have it doesn't feel as light in the mouth as what you like a Jameson mm-hmm. that you, or a Telemore do. Um, this does, one's got more power. It's it, got more powers. It's powers Irish whiskey. It's it, got more punch. It's got like a sort of like an
1: underlying almost Scotch flavor, like that. I don't. I never know how to describe it, but that like sort of like a sharpie. That that sharpie. Not the aroma, but that flavor.
0: Oh. You know, yeah, the, yeah. like
1: like that peated flavor. Yep. But I don't think it's peated. It's not peat. But it's but it's, it's subtle. the barley. It's like, I think
0: it's the barley they use, probably. Probably. Yeah. And it's like or the rye would probably give you a little bit of that yep. bite at the end. It doesn't tell me exactly what the mash bill is. Uh just said it's from Middleton. And it's a product
1: of Ireland. What's good? Yep. The bottle looks like an old timey
0: medicine bottle. Yep. Like, put your kids to sleep. It actually looks like a bottle. If you think about it, like, the top looks like a nipple on a baby bottle.
1: Mm. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Always <laughs> thinking about nipples. I probably shouldn't have done that on there. Uh, we can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> we cut nothing out, sir. Nope. Bold flavor from mm-hmm. the heart. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know Ireland's had their uh, history with the British Empire and and uh, in their divisions. What do you think responsibility.org is about? Is that probably related to the like
1: drink responsibility? Don't don't drink if you're pregnant. Yeah, or drink and drive kind of stuff. I actually do appreciate that a lot of the alcohol companies are doing that more often because it is important to be smart.
0: Yeah. Anyways, so uh, cool. The history of Ireland and UK obviously is one where they um, pretty much on the same island Mm -hmm. and they don't like each other. Um, and that it's always been contentious, even though they share the same landmass, basically, mm-hmm. or land masses um, as islands. So, you know, it's when I was thinking about that today, I was kind of thinking about the topic that came up again today. It's been talked about for quite a while, probably for the last uh, I don't know, maybe even ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's national divorce. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a little clip here. It'll it won't Tim. It won't be a long clip. <laughs> just a short clip. Here we go. A national divorce is not a civil war. It's actually separating by red states. And by the way, this is uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm not sure you had to announce that. (laughs) Just in case. I'm I'm smart and I used to do CrossFit. It's in blue states um, and making state rights and state power a lot stronger than it is right now. Um, it would be shrinking the federal government. I think it's something that we should work towards because you know, it's kind of the vision that our founding fathers had for America. And I think it's a great one. It worked in the beginning. We just politicians wanted to have two
1: separate countries.
0: Yeah. So I call Can we fight a war over this? Yeah. So I'm just playing that little clip because she's the one that's kind of sparked the debate again. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then there was a new poll about the national divorce. Something like national divorce. This is
1: not new. Like Texas always talks about seceding. They want to be their own right. state. There's always this talk about eastern Washington, northern Idaho, and western Montana becoming their own state. I mean, this, this is not a new conversation by any means. No, it's not.
0: And and it's – well, in the Texas thing, yeah, they're always talking about yeah. that. In her context, it's silly
1: because she has this, like, weird idea that everybody from Georgia is a Republican. Yeah. And so we'll just be our own state, and then we'll just be completely Republican and yeah. – uh
0: there's no Democrats here anyway, so it's not a big deal. Like how how does that work? Well, I don't I don't know. I mean, so here's here's the poll. This is a Rasmussen poll. Forty seven percent of Republicans back a bid for red states to split, according to the poll. So Americans who think red and blue states need a national divorce. Uh overall thirty-four percent of Americans agree. That's that's not an insignificant number. No, it's not. Forty seven percent Republicans agree. Twenty six percent Democrats agree, which is also odd, mm-hmm. and then twenty seven percent of Independents agree. Yeah, that we should have a national divorce.
1: I feel like people don't think it through, though. Like, what does that actually mean? And how, functionally, how does that work?
0: It, well, and how would you?
1: Yeah, like it. It doesn't make any. Like, even if you just said, okay, well, we'll separate because cities generally lean left rural areas generally right how do you make that split in a big state mhm right and yeah. even within the city like it's not like all of seattle is bleeding heart liberals you know there's a lot of republicans that live here too there's a lot of independents like yeah. how do you make that split in the city you're not going to ask people to leave your territory because they are ideologically different well, i mean the reality is what she's asking for yeah. is like a taliban state yes which is like, you don't get to have a say in anything you do. We're just going to control it all based on our personal ideology. Yep. Everybody else can pounce in.
0: Well, I don't... I mean, again, to fathom the idea of the United States to be broken up in, like, what? Um, two? Bodies? Three? Well, yeah. That Like, what she's talking about is, like, three or four. It's, like, the coasts yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Think about that. Like... Yeah, I know. So, and, and to me... uh I don't like the idea of national divorce because a America, mm-hmm. like the reason why people from other countries actually like coming to America, is for the reasons why we're so different, mm-hmm. and and that people are different, mm-hmm. but somehow we're united. Like she made that claim at the end. This is what our fo- our forefathers wanted, our founding fathers wanted. Which is asinine. I don't. I don't think they wanted split, uh, a split up country as United States. What they wanted is they wanted states to have more autonomy than the federal government. Yeah, for for sure. Yeah, and and maybe that's what she was saying poorly, but... I, much, you're giving her too much
1: credit. I, <laughs> I think she literally thinks Georgia should be its own country.
0: We'll, we'll divorce it from everybody else. There's already a country named Georgia. Yeah, I know. <laughs> have you,
1: <laughs> you ever seen any of the people who, like, complain about the popular... Like, there's one conspiracy theory, quote-unquote conspiracy theory, that's like... uh. Georgia had five million people vote, but it only has a population of two and a half million. Oh it's social or something like whatever it is, three million, and it's <clears> like they Google searched the population of Georgia. Yeah, and they and got a country yeah. came up, not the state. So dumb. Like uh, Georgia has ten million people, yeah. so it actually it aligns. It's okay. Yeah.
0: You're I, just dumb. And and I don't think I don't think our forefathers wanted a homogenous a uh, country where it's all the same. No, in fact, the exact
1: opposite. Yeah. They intentionally put things in place to not have homogenous thinking. They yeah. wanted different viewpoints and different ideas. That's yes. why this idea of separation of church and state was really important. Yep. So that there wasn't one ideology that was dominating the conversation. Because once you, when you like, when you have one ideology, that's where you end up getting yourself into trouble where, yeah, one person can come into power because now all of a sudden what they believe is right and everybody else is wrong. And it's just, it's not the way that they wanted this country to be. They were running from that.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They were absolutely leaving that. They're leaving the one church and they were leaving the one government Mm -hmm. or one ruler of a government. And so I think by her saying this, um, all she's trying to, I think this is a political I don't think she's, I don't think she's dumb. I think she knows what she's doing. Uh, I think we like to think of her as a dummy uh, but I think it's very calculated because they're trying to start a movement. So if you take... So what's the movement? So what Trump did well, and I don't know if this was on purpose, was expose how fractured of a country we are. Mm-hmm. But now that there is a foot in the door or a wedge, the that, that ilk of uh, Donald Trump supporters, people call them MAGA Republicans, whatever... Um, they like the separation so they're trying to continue to wedge. Mm-hmm. And like she said, well we're not talking civil war. I don't see how that doesn't even happen by separating ideologies mm-hmm. and and viewpoints like that. Well, and like what happens to
1: all the people that live in your territory that
0: you disagree with? Yeah, well they have 30 days to move the fuck out and go to a red state or a blue state. And then that's fucked up. Well, imagine we have all these resources here and you need our resources because you guys don't produce Like uh, Midwest, hey, we got all the grain. We're the breadbasket. And you, uh, you know, ocean folk, uh, now what do you want? You know, and now we got to do some trading or whatever. Or the ocean people are like, hey, we'll just fucking invade you and we'll just take it over now and we'll get that breadbasket. So
1: California, I think, I don't know if this is still true, but the last I heard, they're the fifth largest economy on the planet. And so they have a lot of power and they produce a shitload of food. I don't think people realize how much food – that the rest of the country uses is produced in California. So they have the buying power and they have the resources to be like, fine, fuck off. <coughs> yeah, but for how long? I mean, I don't think they want to because they benefit from all of the other things around them. They benefit, yeah. you know, like across the country, they benefit from being a part of this giant country, just like everybody else, not only from like the natural resources the country brings, but also the people that they have access to for those jobs that are driving their economy. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it's so easy to, move from missouri to california or wherever else in this country like that's hugely valuable it's part of what makes our country so strong we have all these ideas from across the country and people can go use their skills and and their thoughts to improve the country as a whole instead of being just like stuck in small town nowhere like that's yeah. one of the biggest benefits is the mobility that we get
0: yeah i agree i agree i, I was also thinking about uh what that might look like uh to like i almost feel like she's asking for a utopia kind of but only specific to the things that she believes like so it's 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 like an almost an, an othering as well so it's like you know i'm here in georgia and, and this is supposed to be a red state we're supposed to be you know uh god loving but not people apparently loving uh you know <laughs> citizens you know who like her guns and her red meat, and then you, you know, blue and purple hair people. You guys come in here, and you guys just start asking for your stuff. You know, and now what I want is I want a state that's just all like me, mm-hmm. big nose, blonde Crossfitters <laughs> that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You know, and I think that's I think that's unattainable. It'll never be attainable. No, what she's asking for, the the She's really asking that she doesn't want to hear other people's opinions, Mm -hmm. whether they're right or wrong. She doesn't want to learn from anyone else that thinks differently than her. Mm -hmm. And that she wants a war. She wants – she she. I don't think she thinks about how economically damaging that could even be. Mm -hmm. I don't think she thinks it all the way through. And you're probably right. There is – so
1: what Trump uncovered politically is that there is a portion of the base – or there is a portion of the electorate that will vote your side no matter what. Right. Uh, But we've kind of already known that, right? But like in this case, it's like, so like say it's 30% are hard, right? You win those over because it's the majority of that party. That's how you get the, that's how you get to be the representative for your party. And then the other 20%, because it's roughly let's call it 50-50. The other 20% are going to vote for you just because you're in that party. Yeah. But like if you don't fire up that 30%, that get really fired up and just whatever nonsense fires them up, somebody else will and you'll lose. So you end up this having this 30% that controls the electorate instead of like the entire party. It's not it's not as unified on one side or the other. And the left does it too. It's like what is the majority of the minority believe that's what we're going to go after. Because if we can get the majority of the minority on our side, then the rest of them will fall in line because they just don't like the other side.
0: Right. There seems to me no moral or ethical party anymore. No. And I, and I, it seems to me that they don't care about the American people at all. And, and one of the things that she did say that I did agree with is bloated federal government. Mm -hmm. And I am, I am 100% for less federal government, not no federal government, I've toyed with that idea in my brain, and well, that didn't seem and as awesome as I thought it would be. Let's but. be specific. It's
1: not. <clears throat> it's not less regulation necessarily. It's it's less wasteful spending. Mm-hmm. Like we have a lot of decent laws, we have some, a lot of shitty laws, but like the structure itself is fine. But we spend a lot of money not doing anything. How do we get that money out of it? Why are yeah. we spending so much money on things that don't actually matter? Right. Why are we providing subsidies to farmers to not farm? Yeah. Or to oil companies who are recording record profits. Let's not spend that money anymore. Right. How about that? Yeah. That'd be a good place to start. Oh
0: well, I mean, what about sending billions to other countries when there's issues at home that desperately need to be solved? Yeah. That certainly health. is a challenging one. Like I don't know if you remember during the uh Iraq war,
1: we were sending money to help pregnant women in that country, which is noble. And actually, if if you really thought about it, we should all be on board with, we should help. With, like the amount of time we spend, like talk about missionaries and doing mission work and going and helping other countries. That's great. We should be doing that. But if we have the same problem here and we're ignoring it, but we're willing to go and help other people. Yes. And we should be willing to help other people. We also need to be sorting it out here. We're like, yep. it's almost like the, it's like the people who choose to, do service, but only when people are watching.
0: Yes, yeah, It's not only it's want, not yeah.
1: sexy to do it here, but if I'm doing right. it in
0: another country, that makes oh. me feel like the the big very virtuous. Yes, yeah. You're very virtuous. Yeah, right. Yeah, this ridiculous. Yeah, so well, it's like the memes, you know, where it's like white women put up a you know a, a Ukrainian flag. The war is over now, you know, just to show their support on their Twitter bio, Twitter bio, or something like mm-hmm. that. It's you're just virtue signaling. It means nothing because you're not really willing to do anything mm-hmm. thoughts and prayers you know that kind of shit yeah it's yeah. like you know i mean i believe in the power of prayer but you know what's what's the step beyond where's the actual help and yeah, where's the action yeah where's the action
1: in it and it and like at some point everybody for the most part can take action in some way yeah like it could be just to sit in it could be raising funds it could be volunteering to go and help yeah you know, those are the ones that I actually do appreciate is people who are willing to give up their time and their efforts to go do something about it. Yep. See a problem? Let's go fix it. Like I yeah. love Habitat Humanity. It's a it's a Christian based organization, but what they're doing is exactly right, and they do it the right way. Yep. They get volunteers, and the people who are living there have to have skin in the game. Yep, it's not a full on charity necessarily. Nope. And it makes people value what they do. Yeah, but pride in their stuff. work. Yeah, it's perfect. Like yeah. And they're teaching people how to take care of things. I, I like Habitat for Humanity a lot. I support, yeah. I support them fully. But back to the national divorce, because mm-hmm. that's where we went back. Yeah, I I don't understand why that's... So I feel like... I was going to say, I feel like people like Margie Taylor Greene, I think people do this a lot. It's the echo chamber. Like I'm sure in her mind almost everybody in Georgia believes exactly the way she does because her entire group that she's surrounded with believes that way. And anyone that she no. interacts well, with yeah. outside of yeah. her group is from other states because well, she's in the government. Her tweet
0: said that everyone I've talked to says they agree. Yeah. Right. That, that's the, I hate that argument. Like, I went around the, I went around my church and I asked everyone in my church is Jesus Christ. God. And you know what? They all, they everyone all I asked, yes. they said, yes. So uh, we're, that's it. We're a Christian nation
1: now <laughs> because my eight friends all said so. Like it's, it's the same idea.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, maybe it'll, and it's not just specific too her. challenging like, for her to ask someone for a different opinion.
1: Well, and people just don't want to talk to her cause she's so, she's kind of combative and, and she doesn't come across as somebody who wants to listen. No. Doesn't want to have a conversation. No. She's just right. Yes. Which probably is the biggest problem we have right now is people just,
0: yeah, they want to be right. Yeah. There's no, yeah, there's no, there's so no dialogue. Yeah, there's no. no nuance, there's no dialogue, there's no You know what's uh, shitty too? There's no trying to understand like uh what was one of those principles in um highly effective people 7 habits of high, seek first to understand then be to un, then to un then to be understood. Mm-hmm. Seek first to understand then be understood. So there's none of the even if you know a person disagrees, you're never you, you don't you don't even begin to understand them. Why do they think that way? Mm-hmm. You know, where did, in their background, what what has led them to thinking this way? Mm-hmm. And you're giving them an opportunity to explain to you what they think so that you can understand that person. Mm-hmm. You know, because, I mean, we're all going to have different views. Well, why did you come to that conclusion?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But then if you're going to offer any uh, opposing view or different view, they're not going to understand you if you don't take the time to understand them. And it comes across very combative. Like I'm going to tell
1: you why you're wrong without any understanding of what they believe or where they're coming from or their point of view. Yep. Um, And a lot of the things that divide us are, I, I think we agree on this, that we are being divided by them because people are manipulating those things it's like nuanced in the conversation. Like we all agree we should help people. We should take care of people. Having access to medical care is important, uh, but it's like the spin. We just land on the spin and we refuse to actually have the conversation. Yes. Even though the reality is we all agree. Yes. Now maybe we don't agree how we get there, but we all agree that these things are important. Mm -hmm. Right? Like Mm -hmm. we all agree that people shouldn't be walking into schools with AK-47s killing kids. Yep okay, so how do we solve that problem? Yes. And, and that's there is some ideological differences in the way that we solve that problem, but we're not having that conversation. Because we're just, it just all goes,
0: agreeing. Isn't this bad?
1: Yeah. But in, and then the conversation just goes, get rid of all the guns or everybody has all the guns and there's no in between. Yep. There's no seek to understand. Yep. Nobody's actually listening to anybody's conversation on either side. Yep. You know, And we just, like like you brought up earlier, we're just being divided by these topics that yep. we actually agree on in a lot of ways.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes. Well, and because no one will sit down, there's no kitchen ca- kitchen table conversations happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I are different in some of our ideologies. I think the longer we hang out with one another and understand one another, I think those blend. Yeah. We're not as far apart as it might seem yep. Yep. in the initial conversation. I agree. Um, and and I think if a lot of people sat down like you and I, had a beer, had a coffee, had a whiskey, just whatever, had a conversation, what they would find and is ask that or, questions. Yeah, is that and and obviously There are some people that probably a little bit more heated than other people, but maybe like a ground rule. Like, hey, I want to understand this about you. I might not agree with you, but let's just seek to understand one another Mm -hmm. on this issue so that, you know, even if we walk away as we agree to disagree, there's still a friendship intact, right? Mm -hmm. There's still like, you're not my enemy. Well, and you don't even have to be friends. Just show human respect for people. Yeah.
1: You know, unless they're truly awful human beings, which most of the people in this world are not. Just show them the respect they deserve. They might disagree with you. Like uh, you and I both know that we have friends that don't do that, and they get very combative and very sort of soapboxish boxes, ish box-ish? I don't good. know if that's oh, weird. No, that was good. It but is like, now. yeah, it is now. <laughs> but you know what's like? You're wrong. I'm gonna tell you why, and fuck you for disagreeing. Yeah. And like, that's that's not helpful. And you know the conversation
0: you, is just done. Yeah.
1: And you know what happens when you do that, somebody? They dig deeper into their opinion, yep. into their view and their side. It yep. doesn't help the conversation. It no. doesn't open it up. It makes uh-huh. it worse. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I feel like uh, like the Marjorie Taylor Greene, what like she's really concerned about is that she doesn't feel like her and people around her and their opinions are valid or listened to or understood. But there's no conversation about trying to make it
0: understood. It's just a fight. Well, if, if I'm trying to understand her – um, first uh, and even though my initial reactions are i don't really like her i think she's full of rhetoric i think she's trying to divide more than she's trying to help anything i don't feel like she's helping anything at all i mm-hmm. really don't then but if i'm trying to seek to understand her is like i've listened to several of her interviews and stuff and n- never she never gives me a uh, an impression that she wants you to know why she thinks the way that she thinks mm-hmm. it's it's just talking point rhetoric and that's kind of frustrating right because maybe there's a reason behind it that makes it less crazy hmm. but you'll never know but that's like straight out of the trump playbook right yeah, yeah. because he used to he would do that
1: and he still does well would that's he, a, like that's a propagandist though well yeah but that's kind of what she's doing like she has whatever her goal is she has that goal um but like the things that are shared are high level yeah they're they're just like. We're gonna do this, but there's no conversation about here's the reason why, here's the facts that support it, here's the research we did that makes this make sense, here's what it's gonna mm. cost. Yep. It's just like you said, it's just talking points.
0: Well, they're 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 it's political Facebook. It's mm-hmm. emotional. It's how can I get you angry enough to be like, yeah, fuck them? Mm-hmm. And that's scary talk for a country. It is scary. Because even if you might not disagree with a person dressing up in a furry suit. Um, or is someone that's got a bunch of guns, it it doesn't mean that you have an excuse to other them. You don't have to talk to them. You don't actually have to like them. Nope. But you still have to respect them as a human being mm-hmm. that has some value. Mm-hmm. They're alive. You know. They're they 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 think they have mm-hmm. consciousness, right? And if they're doing something that's truly not hurting you, like,
1: I mean, it's right in our our in our sacred documents as a country, like the pursuit of life, liberty, or it's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Guess, like, yeah. And all men are created equal. Yeah. So like, why, why if that somebody is doing something that makes them happy, yeah. are you going to stop them? Yeah. Like you, the founding fathers decided this was important. Yeah. Why can't you get behind it? Like the furries one is a funny one. Cause it's like, I know it it's not se- funny. It seems silly. But I try means,
0: to, th- I try to think about most outrageous. That was things. a good
1: outrageous <laughs> one, but it's like, why do you give a fuck what they're doing? Yeah. They want to dress up like animals and have sex with each other. Let them do it. I don't care. Like, you know what? If you don't like it, don't do it. Yeah. You don't want to marry. You're a guy and you don't want to. You you think marrying a man is gross. Well, maybe just
0: don't marry a man. Yeah. You don't want to see it. Don't go looking for it. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Right? (laughs) Like when you're talking I'm on about the persons, news and it talks about furries and it just happened to me like, well, why do why don't I don't want to know this?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not like maybe just don't share that with me. But, <laughs> but again, I can change the channel. I can turn it off like I don't think it's news, but
2: yeah,
0: yeah, I just I but that's the rhetoric, and then that's the it is when we other people, they're no longer human, which makes them easier to dispose of mm-hmm. and that's what's dangerous, yeah hmm for sure. And we don't understand that. I don't think completely in America. Uh, we definitely don't as white Americans. Let's be well, honest. Because if we're we not- actually
1: thought it through, this is not. This is going on in other countries right now. Like if you think about the Uyghurs in China, this is exactly what oh, they did. Yes, they yes. dehumanized them, and now they're in concentration camps. concentration camps. Yep. Why is that not a bigger deal? Uh,
0: yeah. Why is that not
1: a bigger deal? Weird, right? Like you would think. No, every- it's, it's not weird. No, to me, no I but- know, I know. But you would think, <laughs> like we know this is happening. Yeah. Why is not the entire country behind stopping this? Like if there was something that should unite us, like World War One and World War II did, yeah. you would think this would be along those lines. Yes. Like we don't want a war with China because of the economics of it.
0: I'm sure that's a big part of why nobody's saying anything. Yeah, but but I still, mean, like it's fucked up. So so let me ask you this then, because this is a thought that just kind of popped into my head. This could be a good hot take. Perhaps the only reason why the United States or any country got involved in what Germany was doing during World War II, was because Germany was expanding. Had they just created a bunch of concentration camps and put a bunch of Jews and and homosexuals and people with disabilities in those concentration mm-hmm. camps, do you think we would have stopped it? Well, when did the U.S. enter World War II? Well, after after the uh, after Pearl Harbor was set up by um, Roosevelt. To be ambushed by the Japanese, so yeah, and he didn't want to go in prior to that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we didn't join the war when this was going on, no. and
1: we knew it was going on. Yeah, which and,
0: says what about the United States? Yeah, the, we're very selfish. It's and all we about do the same thing.
1: It's all about how it affects us.
0: Now I find it that did, that would yeah. be more worthy to spend money to stop the persecution of human beings in concentration camps, regardless of their religious ideas, than what's going on in Ukraine. I
1: think, I mean, that's a that's a challenging topic because what Russia is doing to Ukraine is fucked up. Yes. Like, you're invading another country and yep. you think, and then they, like, that asshole diplomat guy even like a couple days ago said that Ukraine attacked them, which is like, what do you mean they attacked? You're fighting on their land. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Um, I agree with you, though. Like, if we're going to spend this much attention to the atrocities that are happening in Ukraine, why are we not spending the same amount of attention in China?
0: Well, the Uyghurs were happening before yeah. Ukraine. we should have been. But di- the United States knew Russia was going to invade Ukraine prior. Yeah. So so I think they might have been saving up. But at the same time, there'd be a still, whole other topic. I think the whole Ukraine thing is a farce. But not it, I mean, that it's not happening and not that Russia's bad, but that there's more going on than just well, bad guy Russia hitting little I'm, guy I'm Ukraine. I'm
1: sure there is. Well, with Putin, he he wants Russia to be the glory, glorious Russian empire that hey, it used he wants to be. He wants to really United,
0: nationalist. Which is like, your country's big enough just take care of it but he's pissed off because of nato he's mostly pissed off because of, of nato and because we took him off SWIFT. but ukraine wasn't even in nato and there was no risk of
1: them joining nato
0: no there was a little bit of a risk but nato's been slowly advancing mm-hmm. around there and he sees that as a threat to their nationalist maybe they policies. should just
1: stop doing shitty things
0: yeah or you know i mean i don't know so so when know. we talk about national divorce because we're on global now mm-hmm. when we talk about national divorce i mean Globally, some of the same things are actually happening. Mm -hmm. Who's encroaching on who, othering people, Mm -hmm. you know, fighting people? I mean, you know, Russia and Ukraine, it's over land, but I mean, who pays in the end? Citizens like you and me. Yeah. Everyday people. Yeah. That are like, I just want to go do my job and not die. I just wanted to live and raise a family and then die with Mm -hmm. them around me. Like, yeah. Was that so hard to ask for? Yeah, I'm not asking a lot. I just don't want my. House <laughs> I didn't to want to be famous. Up. I yeah. didn't want to. <laughs> right. I just wanted to be loved and love, mm-hmm. and then just, you know, be here and gone. I mean, what, what, what more do you want? Yeah. In life? I mean, there are some very,
1: I think, universals in this world, and that's one of those. Yeah. Most people in this world, no matter where you're from, and no matter your ideology, just want to live their lives, raise their family, be loved by their family and friends, and die.
0: Yeah be left let me, the fuck alone yeah. unless they
1: want I those just people. want to like, do my things. Like, don't oppress yeah. me. Don't take my shit. But I also am not going to go out and take other people's shit. Just let me live my life with my, in my community.
0: I agree. What do you think is some of the roots that are starting, that have started with um, the national divorce? Why do you think it's more now than it has been in the last 30 years? I just think it's now, like, I actually was reading before a podcast
1: about this specific thing, and this is not a new idea like we have talked about, but I think now the one thing that Trump did that was sort of faux pas before was made it okay to talk about controversial things. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden it's okay to say these things that are, may seem far out there and you're not going to be completely lambasted for it. Like we see it now in Congress and governments all over the country. People do shitty things and they're like, well, well, you know, that's just the nature of things these days. Whereas 20 or 30 years ago, they would have been ousted. Yeah. So they're just I think people are just more allowed to talk about it. And I also think people don't necessarily understand I don't think people think it through. Like Margie Trailer Green is a soundbite machine. And I don't think she actually takes the time to think through these ideas. No, I think she's told to
0: tweet these things almost. Yeah, that's
1: probably true. So I just I think people are feel more free to say what's on their mind. And it's not I don't think it's necessarily bad. I think having these ideas and these conversations, like I think we take for granted how great the United States is. Yes. Uh and we don't really think about the blemishes that we have. And yeah. we have a lot of blemishes that need to be fixed. Yeah. Um I, but it is a great country. And so this kind of highlights this and remind, reminds it that like our country is sort of fragile. Like the fact that we are set up in the way that we are and we're so big and we have all this dispersed government, it it's a fragile system and it could break at any minute. Yeah. So, we have to be careful and we have to think about it and we have to Yeah, she
0: so can go Sideways overnight, mm-hmm. real quick. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's only in a society where uh, the the pump's been primed for it, though. Mm-hmm. Too, I think. Yeah, for sure. And so when I when I think about the things that cause the divisions, I think there's a I think there's a propaganda machine that's causing the divisions mm-hmm. politically. I think corporations want division. I think certain corporations want division because it's profitable for them. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, social media. Kind of exaggerates, so you might have been like, "Well, that guy is kind of weird over there." But then you get someone that will post a picture of this person and say, "Oh man, can you believe blah 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 blah?" Mm-hmm. And there's an emotional reaction that you get out of it rather than like, "Oh, that weirdo." And what's the biggest emotion that they feed on? Well, yeah, fear,
1: yeah. fear, and hatred, fear and, and hate. And, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like these social media machines—they know you, you get the most yes. clicks out of getting somebody
0: pissed, pissed. Yeah.
1: Or say something, something really controversial, yeah, like, and you want trolls? Like trolls are yep.
0: created by social media companies. Yep, yep. And and so then also we have foreign actors. So other countries that want to create disruption in America. Oh, that doesn't happen. Yeah, no. And you I know mean, what? It's just Canada. Hold on. And America doesn't do it. No, Either, never to other countries. Never. I mean, sometimes we like so Sometimes
1: we say that we want this dictator in charge of this country, but we don't actively get in there and skew the elections. We just, you know, like we just we're buddies. I mean, we're like a big brother. It just gives advice. Yeah,
0: yeah. We just <laughs> give an advice or go Suggest into other countries this. and
1: blow shit up and murder people so
0: that we get our way. We liberate we liberated Kuwait in the name of American oil. That's right. Oh yeah, uh, you know what Confucius says. No, no. He who puts penis in potato is dictator. <laughs> That's so bad. I'm <laughs> pretty sure he didn't say that. <laughs> no, I think I read that, dude. <laughs> it's in his book. It's in his book. Oh, Confused man. Prose by Confucius. Do you see a situation in which uh, a divorce
1: of sorts? So, like, I think her version of divorce isn't that we are two separate countries, but that she gets her own little territory. It still falls under the federal government, but they have more control over what they do. Yes. Yeah. So do you see a situation where that actually works? Nope.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I don't at all. I've thought about it. It's like so everyone would have to be in agreement and it would have to be fair. It'd probably take years. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we have to make sure that all these assurances happen and each territory's gotta have like a new leader. So now you have now you're gonna have to vote for another Fucking figurehead mm-hmm. to stand up in front of everyone and say, I'm leading this place. I mean, think of the think of the monsters that might mm-hmm. come out of this. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, well, that, how do you, that you make persuade that people how, how do you? How do you do it so that everyone has the amount the same amount of resources? Mm-hmm. Or uh, how are you gonna get all of these now, you know, very politically and ideologically separated territories to agree on trade or anything mm-hmm. for that fucking yeah. matter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then there's the fallacy that just because you're like
1: blue or red, that you agree with every other blue or red person. Yes. And that's not true. Yep. Like the West Coast and East Coast are two very different places. Yep. And ideologically, there's a lot of similarities, but there's also a lot of gaps. Yep. And same thing if you go from Texas to North Dakota, there's a big difference in the way they see the world. Yeah. You know, it's, it, I, it's nearly impossible. And then there's like the finance side of it, the economics of it. Like you talk about a state like Washington – and people on the east side when i say east side that's not bellevue that's i mean like spokane they've talked for a long time about yeah, having to seceding
0: from because yeah, the the the,
1: yeah. they don't like being dictated by seattle policies mm-hmm. i understand that frustration um but it's like a very short-sighted view of the way our state works yeah so um the the best for me the best argument that they should not leave is the the discrepancy between how much tax dollars goes into the coffers and where it goes to so the amount that spokane produces versus the amount it takes is unbalanced compared to seattle we give more money to the east side out of seattle than they produce back to us sure so like our our tax numbers the amount of tax dollars we put in is pretty high and we get not as much back as we're putting in but we also live in a state where we've agreed that's okay and the right or the east side of the state is important to our economy because of the farming that's involved. Boeing has a location in Moses Lake, all of the other things that make this place valuable as a state together work really well together. So it's a very short sighted conversation that maybe we should split up.
0: Yeah. Well, and what they're really saying is uh, that they want more representation Mm -hmm. or better representation. And that's kind of up to the voters. It is up to the voters. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean I can see it's frustrating because our state is also very unbalanced in it is. political ideology it's as well. It's super lopsided to the left. Yeah. Because and,
1: and, the population centers on on in I mean, so from a from a democracy standpoint, it's not it's only unbalanced in that there's more blue than there is red. But that's democracy. Majority wins, sure. majority rules. Yes. Yeah so you, you hear want, that
0: you hear that red state people you can come to washington <laughs> so it's like pay our high
1: taxes yeah, and high
0: home prices yeah
1: i don't buy alcohol here anymore because it's yeah. too high price yeah. but but the point is like people who are screaming for democracy also are mad about democracy yeah you know and we don't live in a true democracy but like with that argument like it needs to be more democratic well it is democratic especially yeah. at the state level where you do where every vote does count the electoral college is a whole another set of bullshit that we can talk about yeah. another time but but when you're talking about pure numbers of people voting one way or the other that's democracy. Yep.
0: It's not perfect. Yeah. But that's the system we signed up for. Well, and as voters we're not very wise either. We we vote party line regardless if it's good or bad. Do you like mail-in voting? Nope. I love it. I do not like it. Why not? Well, I don't like it for not the reasons why you might think I don't like it. I don't like it because I would rather walk to my local um, place, which was Madison Middle School or West Seattle High School, and I'd rather see my neighbor face-to-face, and I'd rather go fill it in and turn it in and watch them slip it right into the machine mm. right in front of me. And instead of just, I fill this out and it goes nowhere. I And, and I guess there it's because it's a There's a, a level way, of trust. Yeah. And I guess it's because I, I grew up feeling like... Like, it was important to, you had to make time to mm-hmm. get up and go out and do the thing. I understand the the point of mail-in ballots as those that can't get to a polling station and those that work late and they can't make it on time. All of those things, I get all those reasons, and mm-hmm. I think they're very, very valid. Except an argument against it is mail-in voting didn't improve turnout.
1: Sure, it didn't. No, no. And that was the argument, one yeah. of the big arguments for it. So I'm, I'm arguing on your side of if that's your argument it doesn't actually make sense
0: well i mean i i think it helps as far as like i i, I want people to vote yes how about that although oftentimes i feel like voting's <laughs> a scam anyways it just it seems sh- like a sham it seems like it doesn't matter um and then not because your person doesn't win but because certain policies are like if people actually read this like well yeah they they manipulate
1: the language yes. to make like a no is actually a yes yep but if you didn't read it close enough you didn't know.
0: So, well, slaves and masters, uh, slaves aren't supposed to know the master's language, no. and so I think when they use legalese and stuff like that, it's they're just using a master's language yeah. that you don't know. So I my I actually really love
1: mailin in voting um but not for most of the reasons that they try to spin it for. I personally like it because I can take an hour and I can sit down and I can read through all the points and counterpoints and I can get online and I can re like, I can really understand what it is they're trying to do and the benefits. And I don't think people do that as much as now that they have the access to it, they don't do it enough. Like really thinking through their vote and how it their decisions are going to impact people. So like it's very easy to just watch the whatever ad comes on that tells you vote yes or no. Uh, but you're not actually understanding what's going on. And there's multiple times. Helen and I, we <laughs> don't always agree on everything. We've disagreed quite a bit. Um, but it's because we've gone through and we've read it and try to understand it. And we try to figure out how it's actually impacting people's lives. Uh, and oftentimes, it's like the majority party is putting this forward as a great idea. And we're like, that's a fucked up idea. Why would we do that? Yeah. But they've spun it enough that it gets passed anyway. Yep. But it gives us the opportunity to actually sit down and make informed decisions instead of feeling like I'm just going to go through and check the box on things. I don't really understand because I don't have the time to stand there and do it. Like yep. I can do it on my time. Like instead of watching TV for an hour, I'll vote to me. That's hugely valuable.
0: Yeah. Especially local things. Yeah.
1: Local things. The, the, the bigger one, the bigger races. I don't think they matter. I know you much. feel like
0: it's such a small, small thing. In yeah. It's bigger like, thing. I
1: typically vote Democrat, but like it doesn't actually matter what I vote. the, the blue guy is going to get elected governor no matter what. I yeah. Mean, in the, yeah. I mean, in this last go round, it was more that the other guy was terrible. So I wanted to make sure that I voted. I know. I, I mean, agree. It's all, I'm not a huge Inslee guy. I, I think I he does like some good Inslee things and you think he does just like most politicians. They do yeah. some good, some bad. Yeah. It's, it's degrees of awful.
0: Is yeah. What we deal yeah. with Yeah, It po- is.
1: Politics. Well, and, and that's
0: a shame. So it's not, you're not picking, you know, the, the, the best out of the two you're not picking you're picking the 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 less worse Mm -hmm. out of two it often feels like yeah you're given two choices and that's really shitty for us as voters Mm -hmm. as citizens like why can't we have the best Mm -hmm. well because the best doesn't actually want to run because they know how dirty it is yeah so and that's the frustrating part man
1: do you so there are efforts in some states to mitigate this right now it's like the two-party system whoever the left and the right put up or yeah. Republicans Democrats put up. That's your choice. So like Alaska has started doing ranked choice voting. I love it. I think it's great because it's like, well, maybe this, this one person who might not get enough votes to win it outright is still favored by more people than the other two candidates that are on the top. Sure. Yes. Right. Like number one might get 30%. Number two might get 30%, but it's the second place person the, as, the, as the third choice like 70% of the population agree that person's pretty good. Yeah. That's better to me than having the majority rule. Yeah. Because it, it at that point you have somebody that at least appeals to more people in the in the state or in the country than just these two nimrods that were put up top. Yeah. I like it better. I mean it's it's not perfect, but I yeah. think it's better. Yeah. Well, and and so how do we
0: how do we solve this? I don't I don't know. That's not my job. My job is to dream. No, but yeah, but if we're if we were to if we were to sit we down need and three dollars. At, at, that's all I do now at the kitchen table, and we're and we're we have to we have a brainstorming session. We got this problem. There's only there's two. There's only two parties, and everyone's mad at each mm-hmm. other, and the, it's it's breaking up this whole thing. How do how do we how do we solve this? Like, what's what's a good way to begin? If you were to give advice to someone, like, hey. Like this is how we begin to kind of heal and become united again. What would that be? I that's a great question. I I feel like, like we alluded
1: it to alluded to it in the beginning. The one thing that we don't do well as a country, like, do you remember? Uh, do you remember? Um, in Monty Python and uh, the Meaning of Life, the dinner scene.
0: Yeah, where he kept eating and with eating, all the people.
1: No, not that one. The oh. one where like the family's having a dinner party and Death shows up.
0: Yes, I love that one. Oh, Death, it's you. Yeah, you're early.
1: Yeah, what killed? Every- <laughs> yeah, what killed everybody? The salmon loaf. <laughs> the salmon loaf. So I think it was the American in it. Like, there's a bunch of nationalities, and that was where they're poking. And the American was like, and this was what the 70s, and yeah. he was like, pointed out the American, and he's like, now see here, and let me tell you something, like that's an American way. And that's the problem we have is that we just think we know it all. We're not asking enough questions. We're not seeking to understand. Yeah. So I think our solution is like, I mean, it starts with our kids and our families like seek to understand first, just because you're trying to understand doesn't mean understanding and agreeing are not the same thing. Yeah. So it's like all these people who are canceling different opinions and feelings because they just don't like it. Yep. It's like, just because you're exposed to it, like, just cuz you're going to be exposed to a kids book about a couple male penguins that partner up doesn't going to it's not going to make your kids gay. Like just get over it and seek to understand what actually happened. Like what is the conversation around that that moment in time? You're not asking questions. You've
0: just decided ahead of time that it's bad. Well, I think also it's when you're teaching kids sexuality at an age where you don't think it's appropriate for sexuality. Well, like questions. in that book it's not even it's not a sex thing. Mm-hmm. It's actually a true story. I understand, but I'm I'm saying I think I the reason do. why people get upset about that sure. wasn't so sure, much that sure, sure, sure. two penguins. I mean that's parks that's a park and rex. Yeah.
1: Episode. Well, but that but that that situation actually happened yeah. in nature. So like to deny that it actually happened is I mean you're just lying to yourself. Sure. So we get into these situations where we don't like it so it didn't happen. Yeah. And but I agree with you like the sexuality conversation is tricky because when kids are kids, they just believe whatever they're told Yeah, um, because they're dumb. It's I mean, suggestible. If, their brains aren't, their yeah. brains are still forming. They're, they're growing. Yeah. Um, but I don't find the sexuality conversation worse than you deciding that my kid has to pray in school.
0: Well, I agree with that 100 Because you're
1: making sure. a decision, an yeah. ideological decision for my kid. Yeah. So where's that balance? Yep. Like teach that shit at home. Fine. But don't, Force it on me, and I yeah. don't want to force my shit on Especially you. Especially when I would choose to put my kid in a school that would do that, anyways. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, seek to know. Yeah. Teach what you should be teaching your kids. And this is actually one thing I really appreciate by my parents. I grew up Mormon, and people always ask a lot, like, how did, how was it leaving the church? And you know, did they like disown you and all that? No, my parents were great. They actually taught me from a very young age to question and to ask and to know. Yep. And to know that it's my decision ultimately. Like, yeah. even leaving the church was like. They had very specific guidelines. They said, you have to go to church until you're 16. When you turn 16, it's your decision. Yep. You need to make that decision yep. because we're not going to make you go if you don't believe it. There's yep. no point, yep. but I really, but I mean, 16 at this, I mean, maybe that's the right age. Maybe it's not, I don't know. It worked for me, um, but it was like from the start, you need to articulate why you believe what you believe. And until you can do that, you shouldn't have any hard held opinions.
0: Right, Like just, you need to know and you need to be able to share it. And if you don't know, ask questions. Yeah. We chose our kids to go to private schools, Christian private schools in particular. But here at home, although we believe that Jesus is God, we also allow them to ask any question they want. Mm -hmm. And they have, they've asked all kinds of questions. Mm -hmm. Even some questions where I was like, I don't know. Which is great. That is actually,
1: (laughs) that right there, I think is the one thing we as a country don't do. Mm-hmm. We don't admit we don't know. Yeah. Like that might be the the starting point. Convincing yeah. everybody it's okay to not know because yep. there's no way we could know everything. Yep. Like yep. we're not omnipotent. Yeah. We don't know everything.
2: Yeah.
1: So say I don't know. That's like the most freeing thing I think has ever happened in my life is that moment when I was like, oh, it's okay for me to not know.
0: Yeah. Yep. And and I think I think we have to and this is also part of the understanding, uh, if you get a chance, meet someone from a country that has been torn up by war, mm-hmm. by ideological war, mm-hmm. and ask them what they think about what's going on in the United States right now. They'll say it's they see a lot of what happened prior to everything going to shit mm-hmm. in their country. There's a lot of countries around the world that um
1: like we're told their perception of us is that they hate Americans, and most of the people in their country will say no, we don't hate Americans. We hate America. That's the government. It's the shitty things they yeah. do to well, us. Well, America does, and yeah.
0: Americans, America, the government does shitty things to us.
1: Yes, and that's their point. Is like yes. it's not the the everyday people yep. that we have a problem with. Yep. It's the shitty government. Government. Yep. And you know, by connection, you're voting these assholes and allowing it to happen. Why are yes. you letting us happen? But I they know. don't hate us as yeah. individuals. Yep. The way that we're told they do.
0: Yep. Last question: Kanye, twenty twenty four. You voting? Not for him. <laughs> <laughs> that was an easy one. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, twenty twenty four.
1: No, no, I didn't really Biden like Biden, twenty twenty four. No, God, I wish he would just have a stroke. <laughs> oh. That's terrible. Trump, twenty twenty four. No,
2: no, no, no.
1: <laughs> That's a whole another conversation. But like, I wasn't a huge Biden supporter to begin with. Uh, yeah. I don't know who the better option is. Yeah. But now that he's like even older, yeah. Like I think he's doing a decent job. Not not great, not bad, fine. He's He's a placeholder. We could do better. Let's do better. I think
0: it's all of the worst Obama policies without the charisma. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I think some of the things are good, but I there's definitely room for improvement. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm even I'm not even that big of a fan of Randy santos Uh I, so, don't, I don't like him at all. I mean I, I think d- he plays too much politics. I don't know. I I mean I agree, but they all do. Yeah. So I mean, find me one that doesn't. I know. Yeah, yeah, and and she got she got pushed away real quick after attacking Hillary Clinton. So mm-hmm. I think she'd be the that would be the one Wait, I would have voted for. DeSantis? No, Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. But you said DeSantis. Oh, okay. No, I said there was only one and she no, got pushed out as, as, as she. I don't think so. I think she would be I think she would be fair to all the people in the United States. And that's another thing. I think oftentimes we think about ourselves when we vote. Mm-hmm. And we don't think how it affects everyone when we vote. Mm-hmm. And uh I think if we got out of that selfish mode too, I think that might be a good start as well. Mm-hmm. But that only comes, I guess, from understanding other people.
1: Yeah. The way it, like I do think Clinton was a good president because he was much more like he, he did play the politics, but he also was trying really hard to do what was right. And if you looked at his cabinet, it was full of not bros. It was like who who do I think could do this job the best? And they might disagree with me ideologically, but they're the most qualified to do this job. Not like, like Buttigieg as the secretary of transportation doesn't make any sense to me. You know, and these people that get putting these positions are like, we like, and Trump was notorious for doing it, but every politician does it. But a lot of people that Clinton was surrounding himself by were people he believed were experts in that position. And he just kind of pissed everybody off. Cause he was like, I'm just trying to do the right thing and get blowjobs. jobs and like he succeeded at one of those. <laughs>
0: I disagree. <laughs> I think the Clintons are well, their yeah. own mob power sure. thing. So yeah, but but even they just even the party. Maybe it was all an act. Even Narcos build schools. Just. I just spit my water. <laughs> That's true. They just, do. Just saying. That's true. They do. <laughs> well, folks, I hope you guys enjoyed this um, episode of Beer Bourbon and Balderdash.
1: Balderdash.
0: I I had. I had music that's not playing now. There it goes. Hey, you just gotta push the button just right. Do you need some training? That's what she said. <laughs> uh, so we really hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation, and and honestly, I I think one of the one of the things that we want to make sure that we get uh, past is uh, sit down with someone, someone that thinks differently than you, and you know who they are. Uh, have a beer or a cocktail. Uh, and, and just get to understand where they're coming from, knowing that you're not probably going to agree, mm-hmm. but at least you'll understand them a little bit better about why they think the way that they think. And then hug them when it's over. Yeah. And then hug them when it's over. And just, that's how you make America great again, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I like this country. I don't like the taxes and all those other things, but I like the people. And do too. And I've been uh, to a lot of places in this country and the people have always been pretty what, fantastic. Wonderful. Yeah. No matter so, where you
1: go. There you
0: are. Uh, we want your comments. We want your Satoshis Your money (laughs) (laughs) Just donate to us You can even send us whiskey Your favorite whiskeys And uh, we will gladly accept those And you can reach out to us At balderdashboys At protonmail.com You can leave comments on our website At beerbourbonbalderdash.com And um, Thanks to our special guests Helen and Dana Joe, Yeah For joining us for a few minutes Join us a little beer with us And uh, Yeah Johnny Cheers Cheers I don't have any whiskey in my glass. That is sacrilege. Oh, I had a little bit at the bottom. Okay. Mm-mm-mm.
1: Fuck.
2: Call
0: it, call it, crawl it, call it, call I am a patriot, talking, political mind walking. King of my party, just a voter, stalking, living life like a firecracker. Quick as my fuse. Beliefs and values, back the colors I choose. Red or blue, rep or dim. It just don't matter, suck a vote for your life when the rhetoric scatters colors. These parties in DC, they never die. Just multiply colors.
2: Colors. Colors. down. colors the drug down. Color, and color. Call it, call it, call call call